0: Loving in the Past is a podcast that dives into the relationships of historical couples and what they can teach us about dating today. This week, we are talking about the Hollywood power couple, Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, supported by Colin Garrity. Designing and hand-building quality goods for your home, Colin Garrity makes everything from walnut wood folding tables to maple herb strippers. Simple, beautiful, and practical. Visit colingarrity.com, that's C-O-L-L-I-N, dot com to find a gift for anyone today. Mr. Tracy, you're a little short for me. Don't worry, he shot back. I'll cut you down to size. I'm Kaden. I'm Eliza. And this is Loving in the Past. Spencer Tracy's and Katharine Hepburn's first meeting might as well have been in one of their movies. In that one exchange, there existed all the magnetism of opposites that would come to characterize their lifelong relationship. She, a fiery feminist, and he, taciturn masculinity incarnate. Hepburn might have been born a little ahead of her time, Tracy a little late for his. It was these differences that led to most of their struggles as a couple. His inability to divorce, her reticence to ever settle into the norms of her time. Yet the love that lasted decades through great difficulty suggests that there was, if not perfect unity in contrast, at least a common thread, a shared electricity. Both Hepburn and Tracy's temperament and drive were shaped largely by their childhoods. Hepburn was born in 1907 in Hartford, Connecticut, to a suffragette and a doctor who set out to educate the public about STDs. They believed in the education of women and encouraged Catherine to be strong-willed and opinionated, which would later become her trademark traits. Early on, the family was faced with tragedy when Catherine's brother, Tom, committed suicide, when Catherine was only 13. She was already ambitious, but she became even more so. She adopted his goal of becoming a doctor and threw herself into her studies. She even went as far as to tell people that her birthday was November 8th, Tom's birthday, instead of May 12th, her own. She attended the prestigious Bryn Mawr College, but soon gave up on the idea of being a doctor when her grades were too low. She replaced medical goals with theatrical ones, and soon became the star of the Bryn Mawr Theatre Productions. Moving to New York after graduation, however, she found the ascension to stardom agonizingly slow. As an understudy, she would ask the lead actresses every night how they were feeling in the hope that she would be able to perform annoyed by her tenacity that actresses would do whatever it took to ensure that Catherine would not be able to be on stage. At the time, Catherine was dating one of the many men who would fall in love with her during her lifetime, Ludlow Ogden Smith. He was rich and handsome, but would give in to her desires too easily. When they got married, he changed his name to Ogden Ludlow because Catherine did not want to be known as Mrs. Smith. He was no match for the headstrong Catherine, who, shortly after they got married, moved to Hollywood to pursue a film career, signaling the end of their short marriage. It was here on the West Coast that Catherine would find men that she could be as enamored with as they were with her. Hepburn and Tracy's differences began
1: in birth. While Hepburn was born into a Northeastern upper-class family, Tracy was raised in a middle-class Midwestern home. Raised as a Catholic, he was an altar boy from a young age, but was also a troublemaker, known for skipping school and getting into fights. The line between his Catholic faith and his volatile nature was one that he would continue to walk his whole life. He joined the Navy after he graduated college, but he did not see any action and spent his time in the States. He attended Ripon College for a few semesters following his service, and it was there that he discovered acting. Like Catherine, he started his acting career on stage. He soon married an actress, Louise Treadmill, who, though forgotten now, was more successful than Tracy when they met. They soon moved west, to Hollywood, so that Tracy could try to make it on the silver screen. Director John Ford soon saw in Tracy's gruffness the potential for a new lead for his westerns. However, as Tracy's career took off, tragedy struck his home life. His son Johnny was found to be deaf. Tracy had already begun to have emotional and potentially physical affairs with his co-stars, and he believed that his son's disability was some sort of divine retribution. The wide-open frontier that Tracy had begun to taste out west now had a limit. When Tracy was asked by a friend why he never divorced, he replied, Boys belong with their fathers, and even more, fathers belong with their sons. I'd been thinking that I had rights, that I could lead my own life and all that sort of thing, but actually, I foreswore that right the day Johnny was born. I was responsible for this young life. His place is with me. Mine is with him. And later, he told his friend Humphrey Bogart he didn't think he could go through with it. What could I say to Johnny, he said. How could I make a nine-year-old little boy understand that I'm leaving his mother? Tracy met Hepburn in 1942 on the set for Woman of the Year, in which they would co-star. Initially, the two clashed. Hepburn liked to rehearse diligently, exhibiting the drive that had characterized her from a young age, whereas Tracy preferred a spontaneous approach. Tracy also disapproved of Hepburn's clothes. He proclaimed that her trouser pantsuits were not how a woman should dress, yet their on-screen chemistry was palpable, and that soon sparked a romance in their real life. Much of this romance had to do with the fact that both longed for what the other had. Catherine was a natural beauty, and Tracy always bemoaned what he perceived to be his ordinary appearance. She was high class, but wanted the edginess that came with a harder life. He's meat and potatoes, meat and potatoes, she would say. I'm more like a fancy French dessert. I'm a little bit fancy, aren't I? But I wish I were meat and potatoes. Ironically, with his strong jaw and her fast-talking, almost masculine turn of
0: tongue, both already had more of what they desired than they thought. MGM, the studio that headed up Women of the Year, was eager to get the two in another movie again as soon as possible. They hoped that her presence on set would deter his drinking. Tracy's wife was busy taking care of their disabled child and likely had little time to pay attention to Tracy, but Catherine gladly filled the role. Many found it difficult to be in the same place with them, as Catherine would dote upon Tracy. When he would tell stories to the film set, Catherine would sit at his feet, hanging on to every word, with what some described to be stars in her eyes. He, in turn, hardly paid attention to her. Catherine seemed changed in his presence. Her stubbornness buckled under his. Yet she also seemed to understand that, beneath the brutish nature, was a sensitivity and pain. However, while she seemed privy to a part of Tracy that others were not, others also perceived what she did not. He had had many affairs, and it was clear to everyone in Hollywood, except for Catherine, that Tracy would not divorce. Her devotion to Tracy seemed to have no bounds. During their frequent stays at the Beverly Hills Hotel, many would find her laying outside his hotel room door in the middle of the night. He would barricade himself inside when he had drunk himself into a frenzy, and she would wait outside until he needed her. She would often find him inside, filthy, and she would wash him clean and put him to bed. At the time, he was only sleeping two to three hours a night. As Tracy's drinking continued and his health diminished, Hepburn began to take more roles away from Los Angeles, but she would always find her way back to him. When in town, she would act as his nurse, tending to his every need. Soon, she was spending almost all her nights at his cottage that he had bought for, as many believe, the two of them to cohabitate. In 1965, the director Stanley Kramer offered Tracy and Hepburn roles in his film, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, as the parents of a daughter who chooses to marry a black man. The two accepted despite Tracy's delicate health. On set, Tracy would have to take frequent breaks and could barely remember lines. Many, including Tracy, were worried that he would not make it and on the last day of filming, he called everyone over to celebrate, crying, I made it! The contentment of this small victory would not last long. At 3 a.m. on June 10th of that year, Catherine heard a loud thud in the kitchen of their shared cottage. She rushed down to find that Tracy had died of a heart attack. She knelt as she had before, and held his body in her arms. Though Catherine was his partner at the end of his life, Tracy left
1: all of his money to his wife, Louise. Even in death, his guilt remained. Catherine was not so much as permitted at his funeral. Catherine, though, in her typical way, would not entirely assent. She drove behind the hearse all the way to the church and then granted Tracy and his family their wishes. Goodbye, friend, she said under her breath. Here's where I leave you, she whispered as the hearse pulled into the church. A few days after the funeral, Hepburn called his wife Louise. You know, Louise, you and I can be friends. You knew him at the beginning, I at the end, Hepburn proposed. Well, yes, said Louise, but you see, I thought you were only a rumor. This proclamation by Louise devastated Catherine. How could a 26-year relationship only be a rumor? Yet, at least, she was a rumor no more. It would seem Tracy and Hepburn's differences finally ended in death. With Tracy's wishes still intact, Catherine could finally live in her own truth. While both of them were alive, life's constraints and limits would put a strain on their relationship. Catherine would say that Tracy was too sensitive for life. In their case, perhaps love was too. So, most importantly, first questions first. Yes. Which Hogwarts house (laughs) do we think that our lead characters are? Such a
0: good question. Um, What would you say? Certainly, I would say Catherine has to be a Gryffindor. I think she's a she's got the classic Gryffindor in nature. I think Tracy's a little trickier. Um, I think she's
1: a Gryffindor because she's bold, because yes. she needs to stand apart. Mhm. She needs to be unique, she needs to be noticed. Mhm.
0: Um but
1: she's inherently good.
0: 100%. I totally agree. But I think Tracy and I think because he's a little bit more elusive as a person anyway, I don't I'm a little less sure of him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's harder to fit. Yeah. I could see um, almost like his dedication, seeming dedication in one level to his family, him being a Hufflepuff. I don't see that Kind as of a dedication. broken Hufflepuff. I don't see that as dedication. Well, it was, no, actually, that's really interesting. That was one of the things I was going to ask. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. yeah. I think that's um, a weakness. Oh, oh, 100%. 100%. But then I also wondered, is is that like our modern perception? That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I but agree.
1: Yeah. but you're not dedicated if you stay with your family. But then you continue to have affairs. I, I, uh, there yeah, is exactly. there is something to be said for someone who chooses to leave an affair and stay with their family. But he Absolutely. didn't. He didn't choose to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. I would say he's a Slytherin.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't see a lot of good qualities about him. Yeah. That will. So yeah, you're like getting into so many of the questions I had about this too, um, because obviously, like this on paper, he was kind of like a monster, and she was. Um, just, like, very sensitive and yeah. clearly yeah. in love with him. Um, but then you almost have to wonder, too, like, what's going on yeah. you below, know, the below the surface. Yeah, okay. um, Well,
1: before we dive below the surface, I just yes. want to say that I think the name Ludlow Ogden-Smith is the most charming <laughs> <You> name. <laughs> name. I absolutely love it. You I would one. love to fall in love
0: with Ludlow. <laughs> I, that makes so much sense for you, it. and I highly support that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or if I ever have children. out I, w- I think Ludo would no, be on my list.
0: I'm, I'm not sure I support that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can call him Luddy for sure. No,
0: it's so no. cute. Okay, well, well, let's move on. Um, okay, so I wanted to start, because some of my questions are going to go like dive deep. So I wanted to start with a question that I think is a little bit lighter, um, which is I feel like um, their initial attraction, so much of that came from like the conflict between them. Mm -hmm. And Um, how different they were. Yeah, how different they were. Um, So, But, like, even beyond opposites attract, like, they kind of, like, played off each other. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was wondering, do you feel, like, in your own life that that is something that, like, appeals to you? That, like, if you kind of, like, I don't know, get in conflict with someone, that that is, like, almost, like, gets you more drawn to them? That's a good question.
1: I'm not sure that I found that to be true for me, Mm. personally, because I have... a love-hate relationship with conflict mm-hmm. that mostly consists of hate. <laughs> I do not handle conflict well, totally. and I don't handle it in a healthy way. Um, I think I've gotten better at that recently, but mm-hmm. um, conflict is not something that I am attracted to or drawn to, and gotcha. I recognize that it can be a really good and healthy thing, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not there yet. I'm not at that point yet, and I'm getting better, but I'm not there yet, and totally. so I would not say that having a, a nice, good conflict with someone is an attractive thing to me. Gotcha. Certainly strong personalities are attractive yeah. to me, but... Um, conflict is not one of them.
0: Gotcha. I'm
1: very sensitive. And yeah, I so makes sense. I, I'm just, okay. I'm just
0: crushed by conflict. Gotcha. So yeah. I feel like I like I don't like want actual conflict, but I think like playful like debate or conflict really just like debate for sure. Debate, yes. for, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I was going to say I could see that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that that's why I was like kind of thinking about their relationship in that context. That like initially probably and I was trying to get to like the root cause of what would make that such an attractive quality. Mm-hmm. And then I th- I think it has something to do with feeling challenged by the person. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But it has been pointed out to me that I like pick fights with guys I <laughs> like, which I don't <laughs> think is like a good quality. <laughs> and maybe I need to work on like that. Like other people have pointed that out to you. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. I, I think maybe, or I've even noticed it in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um,
1: it's almost like you're testing them. Like, can you? Yeah,
0: can that? you keep up? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Maybe that's do you, it. So I, I I, think for sure, Catherine Hepburn... Is known for her strong personality, mm-hmm. but do you feel like Spencer Tracy was as well? Like, do you feel like he had an equally strong personality?
0: Um, I that think could that's really its interesting. Own? I don't know if it was. Yeah, I almost because wonder she if she even came described out with him as more
1: like meat potatoes, and maybe she meant that in a literal way. But I think that can also be. I mean, he was so Midwestern to a T, and she's so true. New England. I think that's like, <laughs> unfortunately, a cliche, but it's rooted in truth. Like, yeah. she's this fiery New England. From this like more fiery family, and he's
0: very just like family focused, Midwestern. That's true, except for when they described him as like a child, that he was kind mm, of like mm-hmm. he would pick fights. Like there That's was true. kind of this yeah. like, um, I think I think both of them kind of um, like lived in the extremes of experience, and he, and he more so in the like negative extremes. But I think yeah. um, like she, her saying that he was really sensitive to life, I think yeah. um, she's almost like the window into him. I don't think that there's mm. a lot like of. I don't know. Um, I don't think a lot of people knew him well. Like she so saw a lot that not, the, the public but, didn't Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and so I think... Um, but the public really saw a lot of her because she
1: just put it all out there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah? So it's exactly. easy for us to identify her as this big personality. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. And I think he would have had to have um, kind of given it you know kind of been also a larger than life personality for her to be so enamored yeah, with him um, because true. obviously she had like lots of options yes um yeah do you think he was attractive so to me i kind of do yeah okay. um but i think i maybe don't like like conventional like that's pretty true. boys that's so true. i feel yeah. like yeah. um yeah to me do you do you not i don't I, I just
1: i you're right i'm i'm interested in in what uh drew her to him i, mm-hmm. I really want to get down to the root of that yeah yeah not not to not to say that if you find someone unattractive you cannot be inherently attracted to them I just mean like she was someone who had so many people in love with her right and the fact that she chose someone that was so difficult like an alcoholic married Right. right and just a difficult person to be around totally yeah um That's so interesting to me. Yeah. There's something about
0: her dedication to him that I want to understand. Totally. And I mean, not to like psychoanalyze because I think that there probably were so many factors, but I wonder if um, like her early life was so um kind of wrought with conflict and challenge that she certainly liked a challenge mm. and I think and um there it. might have been something yeah that she could handle yeah. it um and that there might be something point. there um but I also again think that probably a lot like that first husband just like gave into her every wish and yeah. I think she, was like, um, she needed like someone that. to yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly she yeah. wanted someone to kind of um yeah, yeah challenge her did they back. officially get divorced uh like i actually i don't know that yeah that's a good question yeah. yeah she just left i think they must have but i'm not sure okay. um yeah i'm not sure I wonder whatever happened to him yeah but i but i think that you're like onto something yeah like what and that's that was kind of what was hard to um find was like i think that they're just given her dedication to him there must have been so much more um, than just his alcoholism yeah Yeah, And okay, this was like another question that I was thinking about, um, which is like, I wonder if, um, because it certainly does seem like most of their time was, um, there was a lot of conflict. But um, so it started to make me wonder if almost the small moments of connection somehow carried them through that, if Mm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And how, because I think in my own life, I could say um, that certainly like small, yeah, small moments can can make... um, I don't know, they can make up for a like a longer period mm-hmm. of difficulty. Absolutely. And because I absolutely by that, to be by true. the like power of what those are. Mm-hmm. Um depend mm-hmm. or depending on the power of those. So and I was the, and wondering the power of a of a connection. Exactly. And yeah. so I wondered yeah. if there's something to be said for that that there might have been um and again, without us being in, in their relationship, mm-hmm. we can't mm-hmm. know that. But I um it was certainly something I wondered as I was kind of learning about them.
1: Yeah, but I imagine how how crushing it must have been for her to hear his wife say, oh, I thought you were only a rumor. Right. Because she feels like she did have that such a strong connection with mm-hmm. him, which, like, grounded her during all of the conflict that they had. Right. And then um, I just imagine she doubted that connection at the end because, well, obviously he's not going to talk freely with his wife right. about right. it. But um, I just think it would be so somewhat discouraging
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you hear that? And already she's like dealing with his loss. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but then that also so that makes would me just question, wonder about like how real was our connection? Right, right. Um, but then you also have to wonder about the psychology of the wife that, like, her husband wasn't even living
1: with yeah. them. And so there might no, have been some true. sort of like
0: blockage in her own psychology. Yeah, so, um, did he have other affairs that were not with Catherine? So but they know, like, certainly before um, he, before, before Catherine. Catherine, there okay. were yeah. some known affairs. Yeah. And then it is questioned if he um, cheated on her, which that part makes me really depressed. Because here, like, Catherine was, um, like, obviously so very dedicated, dedicated to, to him. Yeah. Um, and it is rumored that he, you know, and, and that's, it's hard. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if it's confirmed. But um, but then that, that does make you wonder about his psychology, if he was able to do that. Um, yeah. You know, in multiple relationships.
1: I read that for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Mm-hmm. Um. So typically, I guess at the time, actors were insured. Mm. Um. But f- his health was so bad, and mm. his um dedication was, or maybe not dedication, but he he had sort of a bad reputation mm-hmm. by that point. Mm-hmm. Um. That no one would insure him, mm-hmm. and so Catherine used her own money and some other people like used. Yeah, I think own the, director money, the director as well. Yeah. yeah which is him, so which is right quite amazing
0: right and that's kind of amazing too that that i mean that kind of goes to show at least the performance you know he clearly he could perform his yeah. acting was like yeah. you know such yeah. that people you know people would want to do that for him um but yeah. yeah that is really interesting do you think that's their because they did a lot
1: of movies together but do you think that one is their best
0: so i haven't seen that one actually yeah. and i really want to see it yeah. um I saw Adam's rib that was like my intro- introduction uh-huh. to them in uh-huh. high school and I really like you can see their chemistry really? like on screen it's like yeah. very obvious so yeah. I think again there's like gotta be something to to be said for for a woman like Catherine to um to continue to choose him her whole life yeah um so you and I just saw Bringing Up Baby yes uh just a couple nights ago mm-hmm. at our
1: local wonderful local independent movie theater the Bell Court, here mm-hmm. in Nashville um, and I feel like she played this larger-than-life character mm-hmm. in that. And I'm wondering, like, does she play those huge personalities in all of her movies? Almost all of them. that's just who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So
0: um, yeah, and it's so interesting because, like, even um, in the previews to that one, because they're doing, like, a whole series on her um, – like, the in the movie The Line in Winter, like, they yes. were all these kind yeah. of, like, of course they were yeah, great actors yeah. in that as well, um, but as soon she as she... Stole that. Yeah, Absolutely. she stole, like, even the, just the preview, like, every time she had a line, like, mm-hmm. it w- it just, like, killed. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she was such a talent. Um... Okay, so I had okay, I had another question about this. Do you think she's beautiful? I do, yeah. Yeah. But I think um, it's so interesting because you, I think you get so caught up in her personality that you almost don't see that. I completely agree. Does that make sense? I completely agree. Um, Yeah. Yeah, which is so. I I always think that personality is so much more attractive than physical. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in her case, it's really weird to think of her as conventionally attractive. Cause it almost is like her personality is so strong. Like all, that's all she you're really focusing on. It, yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of a beautiful thing, especially in a woman that that can kind of become the main focus because mm-hmm. sometimes there were like, you know, quiet moments when she's on screen and she's like absolutely striking. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. but then when you're, when she's, you know, acting or, um, you, you don't even think about it, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Good question. Um, but we oh yeah sorry um you said that you didn't think spencer tracy was
1: well attractive. i would like to see uh, really all that i've seen of him was from desk set and he was mm. i mean he was quite older. a bit older than yeah. her as well um so i'd like to see more not that you can't be attractive when you're old um, i certainly <laughs> okay. love some salt i mean my celebrity crush is hugh Laurie,
0: so wait, wait i don't have anything hugh Laurie. In- <laughs> wait really wait let me look him up dr house Oh, really? Yeah. That's so G- Oh, God. I mean, well, mine's Bernie Joe Biden. Worcester. What can I say? Um, who's yours? Uh, Joe Biden, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we both we, like, ha- really like older men. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> so I didn't mean to say that, like, oh, he's, he's old, he's unattractive. I just, I would not, I think, um, at the time, mm-hmm. thinking of, like, who the attractive
0: actors were, I would not put him in that category of, like... Um, totally Cary Grant right 100% like that, 100%, 100%. Um, however Cary Grant really doesn't do it for me really because he's a pretty boy I just think like you know what I mean who do you think is the most attractive actor from that era okay well this is gonna be like an okay I wanna think about it for a second no this is how I feel um, and this is gonna be an unconventional air, uh, answer I think okay, okay. Um, but I would say Jimmy Stewart but again that's okay. like so personality yes yeah. but I think
1: he's cute yeah he's, yeah, a, yeah. he's cute I, I'm with you there
0: yeah um, absolutely yeah that's what um, I would say do you know who Danny Kaye is no. He's the he's the the guy in White Christmas. I think he's the red hair. I think he's cute. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That I see that for you. I don't <laughs> support it, but I see it for you. <laughs> um yeah, now I just like wanna think about old actors. <laughs> like but let's not do that. Um what was I gonna say? Um Okay. So this is, like a little bit more serious, but and I was also, like, one of the first thoughts that came, kept coming up when I was thinking about this um, was, why was why was such a strong woman like Katherine Hepburn, um, why did she stay in this relationship? Yeah, this was but, like a kryptonite. Exactly. But then I thought about it and I was like, I feel like even having that question kind of shows my own bias against my own sex that I was blaming it. On, mm, I was continuing mm-hmm, to almost mm-hmm. uh, on one level like blame the abuse on her, mm. um, or like or try to like look for her weakness in her. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think so. It was just interesting because you don't think of yourself as like mm-hmm. you know having any biases against your own sex, yeah. but I yeah. realized like I wasn't I wasn't asking as many questions about how could he treat her like this. Right. Um, I was asking more questions like she was so strong-willed and amazing. Mm-hmm. How did she stay? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, what well, I guess, like, I was curious, too, if you had any thoughts about, like, just that topic in general is, like, why do we, yeah. um, you know, continue yeah. to ask that question? Um, That's something
1: I have been thinking about a lot lately, just because we'll really dive into that, I think, on our next episode, mm-hmm. our first episode, which mm-hmm. is about Lucille Ball. Mm-hmm. And Desi Nez, because that was an equally abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, they mm-hmm. were both abusive towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually they didn't stay. They got divorced and they both remarried other people. But they did stay for a long time. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, it's the same with this. I mean, but this is more one-sided. Right. Like, why did Catherine continue to put up with what she put up with?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we, yeah, you're right. I think we tend to think of that as weak. Right. And think of it as weak. Um, the fact that she was okay being with a married mm-hmm, man. Mm-hmm. We think of that as weak and we think of the fact that she stayed as weak. We think of the fact that she cared for him as weak and mm. the fact that she like literally slept outside of his door. right? <laughs> um, yeah, because because in every other sense, when we think of Katherine Hepburn, we think of this incredibly strong independent mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. But this one area, her romantic interest, her love life, uh, I don't see that same Person. independence.
0: Right, exactly. Um, and that's hard to
1: come to terms with.
0: Right, I think so too. But I think that's
1: what love does to you, that nothing else can do. It makes mm-hmm. you do things that you would not otherwise
0: mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm, I agree, yeah. put up
1: with things that you would not otherwise put up with.
0: Right, and I think that's a hard line too. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, that it can be... Um, I, cause I also, I think that that's like the beautiful side of love and then yeah. it also can be taken advantage of. Absolutely. Um, but I think I, I almost, almost, I'm just kind of thinking of this now. I, I it's almost like the, only the people inside that relationship can say, Absolutely. W- you know, yeah. which, which, yeah, I've never is. myself you been in I mean? an
1: abusive relationship, so I don't, I don't feel like I can fully speak on the subject yeah. of why. Right. that's the question that everyone has. When mm-hmm. you see someone in a, an abusive relationship, the first thing you say is, why? And then the second thing you say is like Well, I guess I guess I just mean like when you see someone in an abusive relationship, the thing that mm-hmm. I find myself thinking over and over and again is like, Why are you still there? Right. Like, you have had so many opportunities to leave. Right. We've talked about how horrible he or she treats you. Mm-hmm. You recognize it. Mm-hmm. Everyone around you recognizes it.
0: Mm-hmm. Give me a good answer to the question why? Mm-hmm. Do you think it has something to do um like the line of abuse versus like mistreatment has something to do with intentionality? Um on on the basis of the other person like like I think abusive relationships there is some aspect of control and I wonder in this case it doesn't sound like I mean from what That's we know point. that like yeah. we it doesn't almost sound like Spencer Tracy was trying to control her it's just he was so out of control himself that like Mm -hmm. he, his actions would have hurt her. Um, but I think in abusive relationships where that line gets crossed is when there is, um, a need to control. I think you're spot on about that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think this is a matter of intention.
0: Right. Um, and maybe that's when someone else can step in and say, you know, you've got to, you've got to leave. This is like, because I mean, humans can't shouldn't control other people, but I think yeah. um,
1: I don't yeah. think his intention was control, but I still would have would like to think that I would have stepped in and and
0: mm. attempted mm-hmm.
1: to convince her to
0: separate. She didn't herself. deserve that. Like right, she deserves someone
1: who was wild about her, and I think right. he was wild about her, but mm-hmm. she
0: deserves someone who. He only loved her. Right, exactly. And exactly. so did Spencer Tracy's wife. You know, right, exactly. And I think that it's yeah, he was kind of terrible to them both, probably obviously was, more obviously more so to he his wife. He did what he
1: did because he was trying not to hurt either of them. He was exactly. trying not to hurt his wife, but at the end of the day he hurt them both more
0: than right. he uh, ever realized. Right. And that's why I think he, like, kind of at that time, divorce was somewhat acceptable, not as acceptable as it is today. And that's why I think he was almost a little behind his time, that he couldn't because get over. Especially he was Midwestern. Yeah, and Catholic. And I think yeah. that that played into it um, quite a bit. And he had... It was almost, um, from what I've read, he had a lot of guilt and like, it was, you know, from his religion, mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, so he would do these terrible things and then feel really guilty about them, which almost is a really good lesson in, in guilt. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I yeah. almost feel like that made that, of course he drank almost because it's like, if you've done this terrible, you know, if you've done yeah. this terrible thing, you can't somehow stop yourself. You can't reconcile yourself to like what you actually want. Um, or you can't get what you actually want, of course, you're gonna spiral. Mm-hmm. And so I almost mm-hmm. wonder if, like, he was, you know, if they had met in today's era mm. and he could have gotten a divorce, yeah. if all of the issues that they had anyway, the alcoholism and things like that, um, wouldn't have existed. It's hard to say. Obviously. It's hard to say, but I think um, there's there's something to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But theirs is, yeah, it's a hard relationship to hear about especially knowing that she would have had so many other options and that she what was sad too is um she dated the director john ford who was also married um also had trouble getting a divorce but he was um when he was with Catherine, he was absolutely crazy about her expressed Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. um and also um yeah it was just like she could do no wrong in his eyes um but she ended up leaving him because he wouldn't get a divorce and yeah. then somehow ended up in the same yeah. situation yeah. Um, with Spencer Tracy. So, I mean, you wonder if her her connection to Spencer Tracy was greater in some way, even though John Ford, obviously... she was able to separate herself better. from John Ford. Yeah, right. And, and not um, Spencer Tracy. Did yeah. she
1: find love after... Spencer Tracy. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Which is which is such a sad.
0: Yeah, it is kind of tragic. Um, And I was talking to my mom, and she actually read her autobiography, which I now want to read. And and said that there was obviously she lived this great life, but there was it. It came across there was that there was a lot of sadness because of this, precisely because of this situation, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of too bad for someone who. Well, and it kind of took over. And when we think back to her
1: her relationship with Spencer Tracy is a huge part of what we nowadays right. think of when we right. think of her. We think of her movies and we think of her beauty and personality, but we also, we don't really think of Katherine Hepburn without also thinking about her notorious mm-hmm. relationship with Spencer Tracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's become a part of her identity.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> did you have any like, okay. Well, actually, wait, there's another one I was thinking. It was something we were kind of talking about earlier, but it was something I was also thinking about um, with respect to this. Like, relationships that don't um, necessarily make sense on paper, which I think that this would have been one of those. You know what I mean? Again, she was, like, northeast, well-educated. Yeah. He was, like, military. And and obviously they were both actors, so in that sense there's that um, common thread. But I think um, I... Yeah, I have, I was, it made me think about relationships again that don't, when there might not be a lot of on the, on paper, um, Mm -hmm. commonality and like how, um, what again might hold those two people together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was telling you that quote that I think is like such a beautiful quote, which is, um, if I was pressed to ask, or or if I, if I was pressed to say why I loved him, I can say no more than because he was he and I was I. Mm -hmm. And I felt like potentially in this case. Um, that's all it was. That's all yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. especially for Catherine Hepburn, and, and you know, if if people obviously, I'm sure now that we're talking about like yeah. why didn't people step in, I'm sure people stepped in. I'm sure people yeah. said things. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, there's no way that they didn't. And I and I wonder if that um, was kind of her perspective. Yeah, I and I and I wonder if too at some point she was just like, I don't have an answer for you, mm-hmm. you know, but
1: I love him. Right, and yeah. I think and that's fair. <laughs> yeah, totally. That I is think fair. we can all relate to that. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you? either of your past relationships have like been Benner. different on paper than in real life? Oh, that's life. really
0: interesting. Um, I would say no, I and I almost... So, okay, so I would say in both of my relationships, I um, dated people who actually probably did make a lot of sense on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think part of the reason... They're both great people, but part of the reason they probably didn't work out is because there wasn't that, like, strong, um, indescribable pull to Mm -hmm, them. mm -hmm. Um, And then there was a guy um, that I just, like, spent time with right after um, one of my last relationships, and we had, like, nothing in common. Like, I remember... um, I'll never hear this so I don't feel too bad. Um but, but I remember this girl um that kind of like set us up was like, "Yeah, like he's really had his eye on you for a while, but just so you know, he's he's kind of dumb." Um is how she described him yeah. and I was like, "Okay, whatever, you know, okay. I just got out of this relationship like yeah. uh, whatever, yeah. I'll go on a date with him." Um and he wasn't it was just yeah. like she didn't know him that well. Yeah. Um but again, we did not have a lot in common, but I, I can't really describe it. Like we, there was just like a chemistry yeah, and there, there was an ability to kind of understand each other. Um, like he would say things that really didn't make sense, but I like knew what he was trying to express. Mm-hmm. Um, he hadn't gone to college and like, I'm such a nerd. Um, and yet he expressed a lot of interest in my, in what I loved. And I, um, and so we were able to like share things, um, that even with my, you know, other boyfriends that I had so much more in common with, mm-hmm. um, I was not able to share. So yeah that really changed my perspective that one and it was like two months it was not even a long situation but it really changed my perspective in terms of what I'm what I would prioritize and look for um because it was more of just like an indescribable chemistry Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. like okay that's what I want Mm because like even in Mm -hmm. that I felt probably closer to him Hmm. than in my other relationships so I don't know if that makes sense do you feel do you feel that though
1: Um, with my, I've only dated two people, Mm -hmm. and with my, same for you, right?
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) So here's our
1: love podcast about relationships (laughs) neither of us have a lot of experience in. But we are not here to solve problems. We're here to ask questions. Yes, totally. (laughs) Um, Which we have a lot of. So we're not here to give answers because we don't have them. So that's why you came to this podcast. (laughs) Please please. press pause and find another one because we don't have the answers for you. But um, I will say, so my first of the two men that I have dated Mm -hmm. um obviously i mean i think we've both had like other casual flings besides Mm -hmm. that but like two real relationships but the first one i would say does make sense on paper Mm -hmm. and and had this like incredible connection um and even like he uh was i just saw him recently and um our (laughs) Executive producer, Nate, and one of my best friends. um, I was talking with him afterwards, and just the first thing that Nate said was just like, yeah, I mean, he just makes sense. He makes so much sense. So Mm. I think it's clear that it just made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But then with my second one, I would say on paper it did not make sense. Mm -hmm. We were... um, And are very different. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is very conservative. I'm quite liberal. Mm -hmm. Um, He... uh, Religion is a huge part of his worldview. And Mm -hmm. it's not of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, We just see the world so differently. Mm. But we got along really well. Mm. And had fun together. Mm -hmm. And enjoyed each other's company. Mm -hmm. And so, that being said, I would say that we loved each other. We certainly did. But... I would not say that there was that uh chemistry or connection mm. required to make those differences work.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes I a lot of sense. I think if you have
1: those differences on paper, you need that overarching totally. chemistry and connection that makes And we did not have it.
0: it. Mhm. Mhm. So it didn't So that's so interesting though yeah. that like you it was like that you had in your first one on paper and then chemistry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you kind of had both in, yeah, in one absolutely. Um, situation. That's really kind of cool and interesting yeah. um anything else I don't know like... but I feel like we
1: should have um mm. a, a movie marathon of Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy which I one about that. what would you
0: say is like the number so you've said you've seen Adam's Rib Adam's Rib um there's another one I saw and I can't remember my we had like a box set um of, of, of theirs together yeah of, of theirs together I think okay. um, so they're in can't remember. set they're in yeah I didn't Guess see Who's that coming to dinner also they're awesome they're in
1: *Adam's Rib*.
0: There was gotta be maybe, um, woman of the year. I think I saw. Oh yeah. Um, which is the one they met on. Yes. Um, Yes. That you wrote about that. So I think, um, I think I saw that and it's been like since high school. Mm -hmm. Um, but I certainly like, it was kind of an indelible impression. Like I still can like remember kind of like their chemistry. Yeah. 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 Um, who
1: are some other couples that you feel like have a really good on screen oh that's interesting chemistry like together or not together i saw so so we just saw like i said we saw bringing up baby yeah. which carrie grant was in mm-hmm. and he is in charade which is one of my favorite oh, movies yeah. of all time with mm-hmm. audrey hepburn I Wait, felt like did they interesting were they
0: chemistry together? no
1: yeah they, not in no, real life okay, not right. in real life but um but she was just so beautiful it's hard to Think of her like not having chemistry with anyone because interesting. Do you not think Audrey Hepburn's beautiful? I
0: do. Well, to me, she always had like an unusual beauty, but I do think she's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um. But again, like I think you're more Audrey Hepburn. I'm like not in personality and what we enjoy. No, absolutely. You're such an Audrey Hepburn person, Catherine. Catherine Absolutely. And we're both totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. But don't. No, that's spot on. Absolutely. Um. I'm trying to think of other like real life
1: couples. Um. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or even nowadays. Even now, yeah. I
1: mean, a quiet place just came out with yeah. John I want to see that. is that his last name? Krasinski? Krasinski. and Emily and Emily Blunt. Blunt. Yeah, who I are married see that. in real right. life? That would who be really are some other contemporary couples that that do work together like that? I don't
0: know. Um... Angelina Jolie and Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. No. Aww. <laughs> Too raw. Sorry. Wait, uh, who? What? We were
1: watching the Oscars the other day and you were saying Francis McDormand. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Francis McDormand. Yeah. And but I think it's they, Joel or Ethan Killen. So, but but he's they not don't an act. The, you know, yeah,
0: that makes sense. But makes sense. I mean, he, but you were he's saying, like, made some great movies with yes. her in it. Yes. No.
1: And you were, when we were watching the Oscars, you were telling me, like, I love it when those, when two people. Totally. support Come together and, like, support each other in that way, but don't. I don't know. What were you saying? You said no, so much no, more 100%. eloquently. No, no, no. I'm, like, very
0: passionate about yeah. Francis McDormand's relationship yeah. with one of the Cohen brothers. I'm not passionate enough <laughs> to know is. which one, but definitely <laughs> passionate about it. Um, so, yeah, I just, like, read this article when... Because um, they've been married for, like, I think over 20 years or something. Um, okay. And they were kind of saying, like, what's the secret to this long-lasting relationship in Hollywood? Um, and... Kind of both of them were saying that the key is that, yes, they sometimes work together, but then they also go off and do these separate side things, and they get to tell each other stories when they yeah. come back and yeah. be excited for each other. And I think that that is one of the keys to long-lasting Absolutely. attraction. Um, I think that will love. be a key theme in this podcast that we will continue oh to come back to. Because we both strongly believe Me- that a
1: relationship does not work <laughs> if you are not two completely independent people. Uh, exactly. Um, exactly. Um, f- which we have both learned, not from our successes, <laughs> but from our failures. Totally. Um,
0: and so. yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, yeah, just having each of them having something that independently lights them up, there's commonality. There's mm-hmm. also difference. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, and,
1: and there's yeah. one, there's one yes. that I told you about that you didn't know about. That's um, Jordan Peele. And, uh, and, and, uh, who's he married to? Wait, remember we saw game night and I, the pregnant, the, the, um, what's her name? Chelsea, Chelsea something, Chelsea Peretti. Uh Uh, she's a comedian. Yeah. Um, she was the pregnant one in game night where she had like the bullet the fake bullet in her head and then he slid he slid the cash across the table to her do you remember oh that god. scene yes. that's the oh best scene. yes i remember you saying this. yeah wait oh my god I yeah, so that's they, yeah and they've Hill. done like those commercials together have you seen those commercials no i haven't okay. i need to watch them so i don't know if they've done any films together but i think that's such a wonderful pairing because they're both um so great at what they do but they're mm. so separate
0: that's super interesting um, yeah. yeah or oh my god paul thomas anderson my, one of my favorite directors and i forgot who his name is maya rudolph She's, like, oh, a comedian, yes. so he, like, does these, yes. like, very, oh, like, here thoughtful, for that pair. like, Absolutely. thematic, like, movies, and yeah. then she and she's is like, a comedian, and I yeah. just think that that's yeah. also so amazing. Also, I what I want to say is I feel like in all of those cases, like, those are beautiful women, they're also not conventionally beautiful women, and I think that there's something to be said for, like, clearly, again, these are men that could mm-hmm. choose anyone they wanted, um, and that the, like, obviously the, like, real attraction comes in something that is, like, in of in just like in who that person is totally. and I think um I love that too who's your favorite celebrity couple oh my god let me go first yeah please do I love Andy Samberg and <gasps>
1: um yes what's his oh my god Joanna musician yeah no I yes, think that's amazing think that's
0: such a yeah. cute
1: Pair totally. I, I I'm so that. with you. I'm
0: so yeah, and they're that's a perfect case of them being like kind of different, like not so maybe oh, lot absolutely of sense different. Yeah. yeah, um, because who she was like, um, oh, and
1: another one that's yes. like that is Sasha Baron Cohen,
0: yeah, and like um, to?
1: Isla Fisher or Isla Fisher, however you what? say her first they're name, married? the redhead, yeah, and they're, they're, they're they've been married for a while, like that's it's super like they're cool. like
0: I'm about that strong part. couple. Um, that's really cool. I love her, yeah, um. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. I really like these. Um, yeah. who, wait, who who's my favorite? Who's your who's your top? We'll end Ugh. with our top favorite celebrity couples. Okay, not to like bring this person up again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what going to say? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. Joe and Jill Biden. I think that they're adorable. Um, I like. I feel okay about the fact that I'll never be with Joe Biden because he's with Jill. You know what I mean? I'm so happy for him. She's an English professor. How cool is that? Also, like doing different. You know what I mean? They're doing different things. Yes,
1: you have to do your own
0: thing. Yeah. Um. And she's like, he was like the vice president, and she's like grading papers on Air Force One or something. Like, I think that that's. I mean, can you
1: imagine like being the wife of a or husband of a celebrity, but just like being a stay at home (gasps) parent.
0: Oh my God. Also. Okay. not. I feel like she's going to come up maybe again, maybe we should even do an episode on her ruth bader ginsburg and her husband oh, apparently yes. he like stayed home with the baby while she was no i, way. I hope i'm not like i don't know if he told totally well, that, that that documentary but is but is she opening was she was in, in a, yeah couple weeks, so we so we'll can go, to go see it and learn that um, interesting yeah wow, but wow. like while she was in law school which yeah. is so which amazing especially, especially, at the especially for the time is, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely, um, exactly so interesting yeah they'd be good po- podcasts even so though he didn't really i don't know what he did but
1: it would still be interesting Um, well, since you brought up Joe again, I'll just mention that Hugh Laurie is just married to like a normal (gasps) British woman. Like I don't, not to say that there's anything wrong with being normal. I just mean, (laughs) I think like, I don't know, uh, anything about her except that she's his wife. So I I think she just like, and they've been married for years and years and years. And so, but I just, I can't imagine, um, it's just an interesting thought to, to Because usually when we think of celebrities, we do think of their romances with other celebrities. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to think of this huge celebrity.
0: That's Maybe I'm making
1: Hugh Laurie <laughs> really a bigger celebrity than woman? he is. It's
0: okay. That's okay. But, um, I yeah. can support that. Or like Daniel Day Lewis, another celebrity crush yes. of mine. Yes, um, he's Big married time. to a normal woman as well, Yeah. and he's such like a brilliant. I feel weird actor. saying like a normal woman. Poor <laughs> woman. Yeah, yeah,
1: but yeah, it, I'm but sure. by that we but just like, mean like not an equal totally. status celebrity. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: like they're probably actually really brilliant and amazing. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Are, am I jealous of her? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
0: totally.
1: <laughs> Look, since we're on the subject of q I just want to say, I want to defend, can I briefly Please defend no. my love for him? Because he is, he's good at drama, as we know mm-hmm. from House, mm-hmm. but he's also s- comedy, that he he's so good I at comedy, he that. started in comedy, so he, um, and his like comedic, partner Mm -hmm. Stephen Fry had a couple shows one of which was called Jeeves and Wooster which I think is one of the greatest comedic (laughs) achievements of all time (laughs) Um, but on top of being such a good actor Mm -hmm. such a good comedian Mm -hmm. so good at both uh, or at his obviously regular British accent, which is not an accent for him. But mm-hmm. uh, if you just saw him in house, you would never know that he was British because his American accent mm. is impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of all of those talents, he is also an extremely talented jazz musician. He's a jazz pianist. What? Yes, okay. I've am got a couple this. albums out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so cool. I am just so into him. And okay. obviously the fact that he's British really helps. <laughs> totally. But I think he's handsome, and like we have already touched on, I can absolutely get behind some salt and pepper. Yeah, totally. Um, and I will just <laughs> I will just briefly say that my sister who lives in new york city works at a store in manhattan um, which he stopped by one day but he she like saw him out the window and he was like walking by and she was like (gasps) and she literally Uh i'm so sorry kelsey but i'm gonna say this she like walked out and followed him for a tiny bit but just to like just like a safe distance behind Right, right, right right um and he literally stopped at one point to smell the flowers, oh, and then walked me. on. Shut yes! Up. He literally stopped to smell the flowers what? and walked on. And she was like, for Lord, she was shook by that. No, honestly, that's like the hottest thing I've and ever Kare- heard. It's so attractive. Yeah, it's, it's so attractive. So attractive. <laughs> All right. Love um, him. So I think I, I've adequately yeah. defended my love for Hugh oh, Laurie.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I feel like now you have competition. <laughs> him, yeah, shoot. Maybe honest. I should have kept him this. I okay. think you really should have. <laughs> um, well... I feel like this is a good stopping point because both of us really need to fan ourselves (laughs) off. (laughs) I've been Caden, I've
1: been Eliza, and this was Loving in the Past.
0: Loving in the Past is written and recorded by Caden Levitt and Eliza Garrity. Nathan Knox is our audio engineer and editor, and Stephanie Ryman did our associated artwork. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date on new releases and we'll see you next time.